it looks like it's recording. <sighs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Roll yeah. this. No, no, no. They, no, they throw a coming, like, recording one, though, even though we're both kind of. Yeah, we're. You're we're both kind of we're busy. Catch- we're, we're both very busy this week. Uh, I'm dead. Uh, I'm still working like this weekend. Like I just had a bunch of calls today with uh, with my team partner, and I was like, "Am I actually doing this on the weekend?" <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, you know, life has been life has been a, a bit complicated this week. I, I moved, I worked, uh, 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 yeah. So like I uh, so like this week we started with uh, I think it was like Harley Quinn. Was that it? Yeah. We'll start yeah. with here. Let's just uh, that'll be our template for this week. We'll just go down whatever. What was the yeah, first I have, week? I have posts. I have posts. I'm I'm looking at our Instagram page. I'm like, yeah, man. Okay. So uh, are we? Should should we do a countdown or something? Or, sure. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll I'll do it. Use your hands. Talk to the hand. <laughs> All right. Five, <laughs> four. Hello, everyone. Welcome to What We Binge. This is Raf with... And, yeah, and, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I, I Raf and Mike. I, I switched it up there. Just to, I was testing you. Yay. Right. If you're going to say X, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so let's, nice. uh, let's go into what we we're talking about. So today, uh, you know, we've posted, but we recommended a bunch of uh, TV shows to watch this week. Uh, mm. So like Holly Quinn... The TV show, like, is uh, what, what's the full name of the TV show? It's just Harley Quinn, right? Yeah, it's just Harley Quinn. It's not like the movie how it's like the fabulous emancipated birds of prey and all that. It's literally Harley Emancipation Quinn. of uh, you know Harley yeah. Quinn birds of prey. <laughs> and uh, there was no egg sandwich in this. Am I correct? Uh, <laughs> not from the episode I saw. Uh, there, there, there was an egg involved. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a villain like, named the Queen of Fables that comes up and uh, cooks an egg of some sort. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like that was a big topic. That was like a ten minute, you know, sequence in uh, the Harley Quinn movie where she's just like salivating over an egg sandwich, and it's like yeah. big an American cheese, and I'm like that does not sound like an American accent, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just. Yeah, and actually, what's interesting is that I think a lot of people can just like, they can get Harley Quinn the movie on VOD, and yeah. compare with because like I saw a few clips of Harley Quinn on, on YouTube, and it's like, I feel like it's what Harley Quinn the movie is minus the R rating, you know, <laughs> and I think the sense of humor is a bit is actually the comedy is better in the TV show than the movie, to be honest with you. Like, did you watch the movie? Uh, I didn't see the movie yet. Uh, I watched the intro, the animated intro, because it's on YouTube now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching it uh, in, like, pieces, I guess. I mean, like, I don't want to shit on the movie, because I liked the movie when I saw it, and, and a lot of people didn't go see it. So I think that's why it's on VOD, like, a month and a half after it came out in theaters. Yeah. You know, because it came out maybe a month before COVID happened. So, yeah. uh, or for the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So, 
stay safe, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're both locked in. We have long hair, uh, beards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a hat because my hair is like all over the place. And uh, as, as you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, we have uh, one guy here, Raf, who knows how to cut his own hair. Uh, yeah. I didn't try. I, get, I, I had thoughts. I but... <laughs> you know, like if I could cut hair through Skype, like I would do it. Like I would do it for you. <laughs> I would cut your hair through. Maybe one day they'll put lasers on the top of laptops. Yeah. You just put yeah. your head there. Ah! <laughs> ah and I was like, mm, it smells crispy. Laser drip on the top of my head. <laughs> anyway, back like, to Harley Quinn. Um, Harley Quinn was a, like the it, Batman. It, it, is in the Batman. Yeah. He's in Harley Quinn. Batman. Yeah, no, he's a big part. So it's basically. Batman the Animated Series if it was on Adult Swim. And the thing <laughs> is, like, the, the, the thing is, it's like the tone of the show feels like what Suicide Squad was supposed to be. Because it's basically like there's a group of villains that Harley Quinn hangs with that uh, go out and do debauchery or save stuff. It's like, it, it feels like if they made Suicide Squad the Animated Series and put it on Adult Swim, it would be this Harley Quinn show. Yeah. And that's... I almost feel, what was that? Yeah, sorry. No. Oh, no, no, no. But, oh, that's not good. But it's like, I, I feel like um, ever since Suicide Squad came out, there were attempts to make almost like a better version of what they were going for just because it was <laughs> such a mess. So there's Harley Quinn and then there's the Birds of Prey movie. Um, I'm seeing a lot more of that neon all over the place like anarchic like aesthetic that they had in the movie i'm starting to see it in more places not even just dc so i mean maybe that'll be suicide squad the movie's legacy is that it inspired a bunch of stuff that was better than it i don't know (laughs) i think it's like after suicide squad uh came out like with the worst joker in i mean my, my least favorite joker in history uh, uh jared leto joker uh yeah I, I don't like him and um it, it's like the movie was so bad that i think the aesthetics <laughs> were nothing is like the aesthetics were good it was just like the aesthetics were there they had like a good visual identity but the story was uh i mean the editing was a bit weird like you know like the the beginning yeah. of the sequence you know where mm-hmm. where they that sort of like um you know it's like hey this is dead shot he, he can shoot things and yeah. uh, you know like record shooting 264 precision kills you know it's it's like watching halo after you finish like a multiplayer or something and, and uh <laughs> same thing for the other villains like that part was edited by the guys who uh edited the trailer and then the rest of the movie was yeah. done by like the studio i guess because like the i remember I can't remember who the director was, but I think he was really at odds with with the studio, and I think his idea of what it was is yeah. is different from what you know what it ended up being. And the Joker was supposed to appear way more than he did, so like, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, good enough for me. I mean, it's just like the like the the few times that Jared Leto appears in that movie are the parts of the movie that I hate, and <laughs> so sort of. <laughs> You know, like I like 
the parts that are good are when Ben Affleck, like Batflake shows up and punches bad guys and punches like Harley Quinn underwater. Like that's amazing. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like moving on, like after I, I destroyed uh, Suicide Squad, you know, after it was already probably destroyed by like, you know, trolls on the internet. Uh, like, you know, talking about comedy, there's this like Dave, Dave on FX. Oh, yeah. Comedy so, series. Uh, yeah, so shortly after watching uh, a Harley Quinn show, uh, I was flipping around, caught Dave on TV. It just so happened I also saw an article on, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter saying that they were, re- were renewed for uh, season two. And it was one of the most highest rated, actually the highest rated uh, show that FX networks ever had. I thought it was just FXX, but FX in general, this is probably one of their top rated shows. So, I mean, good job. <laughs> yeah, good job for those guys. It's like, because uh, like, uh, he's, he like the main character is trying, he's like, he's trying to be a rapper or something or, or a hip hop artist, I think, or like a musician, right? Caramel. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's, it's like basically. Posters everywhere. Like of this guy, like poking out of his short of his like boxers, and yeah. so, <laughs> which is amazing. But yeah, I know. Like, uh, did, did you watch an episode? Uh, could you tell people yeah. about? I mean, things? like, I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a few episodes. Um, it's funny. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, like, I want to. I want to see the rest just to see. But um, it's. Uh, I've, I've heard it described as Atlanta meets curb your enthusiasm <laughs> uh in my eyes it's like the premium networks version of like malibu's most wanted <laughs> and if you don't if you don't know what that movie is people that's a movie that came out in the 2000s with jamie kennedy and cal penn where uh, uh malibu that wanted to be like a hardcore rapper uh, and fun fact about that movie, the whole joke is that he, he'll never get signed as a rapper because he's like corny. But he actually, Jamie Kennedy actually used that, um, that character on a prank show called The Jamie Kennedy Experience. And he actually almost got signed because he was told he has so much character. And the only reason they never made an album with him is because they thought his rich dad was going to pay for everything. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Anyway, back to Dave. Uh, no, Dave is a is a funny show. It's authentic. It's like what you would think of when you're thinking of a Lil Dicky's persona. And FX has had like attempts before with kind of having like a white rapper trying to make it show. And this one, I feel is it's it's funny. It's not super broad. It's it, it's it's just a good funny show. Yeah. And yeah. when they have like cameos from rappers, it's like you realize how much connections this guy has. Yeah. And I guess I have a not not a connection, but like I'm almost happy for little Dicky just because he was uh he was a copywriter at some point and that's how he got his career start. And we're both in advertising, me and Raph. So Yeah, that's why I'm so that's why we're so tired today. Like <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, we're we're in advertising. We're tired all the time. It's it's like yay, <laughs> yay. No, it's uh, yeah. Thing is, like, 
I think a lot of new TV shows, I mean, Dave came out like a couple of months ago, I think, or started airing a couple of months ago. Like the, but there are like a lot of new TV shows that kind of popped up this week. Uh, one that I want to talk about, actually, I think it's it's on the second episode, like for, you know, Rick and Morty fans. Um, it's like a spinoff called Solar Opposites. Mm-hmm. And for any Rick and Morty fans out there, you know, it of course it has to do with aliens. And, uh, you know, it's like a couple of aliens are, you know, they kind of like, they're supposed to, uh, it's kind of like a Superman situation. It's like their planet exploded and they're trying to find a new home world. And, uh, but they land on earth and they think earth sucks. And uh, <laughs> it's just like one loves earth and the other one hates it. And they both have kids. I don't know if it's their kids, but you know, and then they have like a pet that's called a pupa that looks like an, a lemon shaped <laughs> alien that doesn't speak uh but you know it's weird it's funny um i don't think it's as good as rick and morty but i i'm sure like this tv show is gonna build its own like little niche and uh, you know i think i'm just hoping that we're gonna get a rick and morty cameo in this tv show i think i I would watch the shit of that episode but it's like (laughs) (laughs) so it's like it's on hulu i think it's uh uh, I, I can't remember if it's on, uh, I, it might be on FX, but, uh, but it's on Hulu anyway. And, uh, you know, talking, we we're talking about a lot of like animated TV shows this week. Like we have Harley Quinn, uh, Soul yeah. Opposites yeah. and, and, and the big and, one. Oh no. Okay. Before we go into that, uh, the big one, um, I just want to say that uh, I saw the pilot of Solar Opposites, yay free trial. I love you, Hulu, for having, hey. having that every so often. <laughs> um, I know. What do you think about it? About no, upon the first episode, I felt like this was going to be the American dad to yeah. like if you if you were gonna if you were to say Rick and Morty was Family Guy, then this would be kind of like the American dad, kind of like secondary yeah. but still pretty popular with a niche show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. the, the thing, the thing is yeah. though, is that um, yeah, with yeah, American yeah. Dad, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what know. is going? On? <laughs> crazy. Wait, are we good? Are we, are we good? Uh, okay, yeah, we had some staticky <laughs> stuff from last week. We had to cut out, so um, every so often after. I was so sad when you, when we cut that out. I was like, shit, you know, like that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, if they're static right now, then you know, like stuff. we'll cut that out. Uh, like you know, cut the weird noises out, but keep the part where we talk about cutting out weird noises. That way, people I, don't I know what the is... we're talking, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Sorry for those weird noises. Like we edited the we edited those out, and uh, but you you won't know about them unless we we talk about it. So, you know. Yeah, we we should just call this podcast now on Raf and Mike try to make a podcast. this is what that is like this is exactly what what it is like ref and mike trying to make a podcast this is exactly what we're doing it's like we're not i don't think we're doing it very well but i don't know whatever what we binge tipsy spoiler but all right anyway let me get back to the point about solar opposites we're gonna get this point out of the way 
Solar opposites. Okay, solar opposites to Rick and Morty, what American Dad is to Family Guy, essentially, right? Yeah, but um, the tricky part is that over time, American Dad became kind of like the more character-based version of Family Guy was. It wasn't like, it was still pretty broad humor, but it was a little bit more like story-based and a more based on character, whereas Family Guy was just like, you know how Seth MacFarlane described it as just Looney Tunes, do whatever you want during the episode. And then the next episode has nothing to do with the last episode. Whereas American dad, you know, things kind of continued and it was folks more in character. But the only thing uh, is that Rick and Morty is pretty character based. Like everything comes back to it. And every, every so often something leads to the next episode or they bring up something from a few seasons ago or something. So, I'm just interested to see how Solar Opposites is going to set themselves apart from uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like, are they, are they going to be more character-based, or are they going to be more, like, episodic, or, you know, we'll see. Yeah, well, I think, um, well, it's probably going to start out, like, pretty episodic. I, I think, well, I mean, they, they do have this, like... So uh, these aliens, like their their spaceship crash landed on Earth, and that's why they're stuck on Earth. So I think like their main like one of the main characters, uh, his goal is to like just fix the ship and just like get the hell out of like away from Earth. And the other one really likes Earth. So I think like there's gonna be this. Um, I mean, the Rick and Morty has a big nihilistic like you know bend to it, and I feel like. Um, solar opposites. I think the family unit is actually going to be a family, and they're in, they're probably going to do some you know messed up stuff, but they're still going to be together. Whereas Rick right. and Morty, it's like you get like crazy shit happening all the time. Like they all hate each other for different reasons, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the family like you know Rick hates the world, Morty. You know, like, you know, he loves his family, but like he, they piss him off and like he pisses off his family because like he's a serial masturbator or something, you know, (laughs) you know, it's sort of like, there's always like antagonism all the time, like between like the different family members, like of the Sanchez family. Mm -hmm. Although uh, that, that's not like, that's not their name. Like they're named after uh, the dad's name. What's his name? Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jerry. Jerry Smith? Is that Jerry? Is that his name? Jerry? It's like, what's your name, Jerry? <laughs> 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 what's your name? It's like, <laughs> like uh, uh, I, I don't know what, what my name is, Rick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rick is the mom's dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, Morty, wait, Morty, Morty, <laughs> Morty. Morty Sanchez or? Uh... Uh, Morty Smith. Okay, so it's like the Smith family, the most like generic, ah, okay. most generic American name in the world, yeah. Smith. Well, or, you know. really thought this out, freaking Morty. <laughs> yes, Morty, Mortimer Smith. Morty, Morty. <laughs> I didn't know his full name is Mortimer, Mort- Mortimer Smith. Very, yeah, very proper. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thing is, like, okay, I just want to take two seconds to talk about Nadia's time to eat. Like, I sort of like stumbled on this TV cooking show. 
So it's like Nadia was the winner of I think Top Chef in in the in the UK. I don't know if it was what Top Chef or something on the BBC or something. And now she has her own Netflix TV show and she just like makes really cool food. And I think she's uh yeah, I'm just going to do some research. Nadia Hussein, I think that's her full name. And uh you know she does a lot of food that's like you know Middle Eastern kind of uh I don't want to say the wrong thing cuz I know she's from Bangladesh so it's like you know Bangladeshi like you know I don't want to profile but a lot of people who liked this post are either Indian or Pan- or Bangladeshi or Pakistani so I'm like so I think like it plays into you know it's sort of like Bangladeshi food but like made easy for you know plebs like me and uh <laughs> it's sort of like you know she has a whole show that is just like hey simple basics that works like every day and I'm like yay i'm going to do that and now that i live alone all by myself i'm just going to cook them for myself <laughs> and yeah, during this this lockdown and uh, i'm going to take pictures of them and i'm going to skype this food with my girlfriend and be like hey you know you're not eating this and and i am so you know so get on because <laughs> like she she always cooks this amazing stuff it's like oh look at what i ate today and i'm like Ugh. so i'm just gonna just gonna take a picture and be like hey nadia taught me to to cook this and then she's like who's nadia <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is my existential like uh speech for the week you know because like i'm i'm so tired So like after this Nadia's time thing, let's move to Avatar, which was the big animated release this week. Like Avatar all three seasons came out on Netflix. So we can all binge Avatar instead of just watching clips on YouTube. Yay. Which is <laughs> I did. I've been doing that for the last 4 weeks, so I think I watched all of Avatar on YouTube just because like yeah. all the clips follow each other. So I'm just yeah. like And I'm like, oh, Avatar is in Bossing Say and oh, yes, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Before I talk about Avatar, a uh, quick shout out to the other posts we had, Queen yeah, Sono yeah. and Upload. Queen Sono, you have a huge niche I had no idea about and I Upload. Like, I, like I thought we, more people were going to love this, but I'm not. like Queen Sono. <laughs> okay. Dude, what's Queen Sono about? I have no idea what it's about. Wait, really? No. No, oh okay. I, oh, you're not seeing it as like a okay. No, so not seeing the ads. I'm Queen, not being targeted for Queen Sona. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm like. I don't know. Yeah. There was one day when they were just showing like all the top ten shows, and I think that was the only not top ten show of the day on the homepage. But it like it it just kept like coming up. And dude, I I needed to watch an action show. Like I haven't seen a good action show in a long time. And luckily this one is like six episodes and it's like it goes by like basically I put up I, I put in the comments that it's a good workout from home kind of thing like if you can put a TV on and do push-ups or something at the same time then it's it, it's pretty good it's pretty easy to follow and then the other post uh like the other post be- before we put up avatar was upload uh I got a lot of ads for that so I thought like a lot of people would be watching it but Yeah. Uh I don't think uh it's building up as much ratings. I don't know, maybe that that niche is like on another Instagram page or something. But 
Yeah, I mean, good job to all these shows. Yeah. So back to Avatar. <laughs> like, not that many people liked Avatar. Like, I think it, it's uh, uh, yeah, not not many people. Like, uh, I think someone called Gabby liked liked it. And I, uh, I, I think though, Gabby, that audience just spread out through Instagram. <laughs> Like, I, yeah, I, I think whoever the yeah. Avatar niche is, they're all over the place. Like on Instagram. Avatar, I think there's a lot to like, and a lot of people like it for different reasons. And and uh, I mean, I like it for the animation and and the storytelling. Like, I think more for the storytelling. But I, I think I just watch Avatar just to watch Zuko. I think that's why I watch Avatar. Like, it's not for. <laughs> Or Katara or Sokka. It's just like, or Toph. Actually, Toph, yeah. I think like my two favorite characters are not the Avatar. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I sort of like, you know, like the whole Zuko and with his uncle, like uh, Iroh, like General Iroh. It's just like their, their kind of like surrogate father-son relationship. It's just like so heartwarming and heartbreaking at times because like there are parts where they separate or some, you know, at some point like Zuko wants to go out on his own. Spoiler alert. But I mean, this show is like 10 years old. So, you know, you know, yeah. what? but it's like um, it, it's it's, you know, I think the the character that has the most interesting turnaround is Zuko, probably because he goes from being a bad guy to a good guy. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Avatar is just a good guy all the time. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm the Avatar. Yeah. I got elements. Oh, I, I am, uh, you know, burdened with unbridled purpose. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk like that, you know, by the way, guys. But <laughs> he's like a 10-year-old. Oh, no, what do I do? What do I do? Who am I? What's my name? like, oh, <laughs> I'll just I'll just fly away on my kite, you know. I'm like, oh, I'll just get my problem, which is why he gets in trouble in the first place, you know. Yeah, I don't think he's a he's a Rick and Morty character. Oh, what do I do, man? I just oh. fly. And then, oh. Papa, he ran away. I don't know where he went. Yep, yep, like I'm getting out of dodge. <laughs> say yep, yep. Maybe I gotta say it three times. I don't know. <laughs> And then it's like, uh, you know, he, he escapes because he doesn't want to be the avatar. And then he, yeah. like, he, he gets lost in a storm, inadvertently gets himself, like, cryogenically frozen through his own, like, you know, glow avatar state powers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then wakes up 100 years later. And uh, his whole people, they're, they're all dead. And he's like, oh, it's on my phone. <laughs> 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 okay this sounds like i hate the show but i actually love the show it's <laughs> oh, no. making fun of of Aang. dude you know? i i think for the most part people love the show actually like they, i think there's a growing edge of people that like the franchise in general because uh they there's expanded like- it over time yeah there's the Legend yeah. of Korra, and then there's uh, there was like books that came out just last year yeah. that's about like an Earthbender. Yeah. Oh, that? the uh, which one? Like it's the uh, Avatar, Kiyoshi, I think. She, she's uh, like the Earthbender, yeah. right? The one with fans, right. and she's like yeah. she's 
sizzly earth with a fan, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, she goes ham on, on some general. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, the earthbender, the conqueror, I'm going to make my own island. Like, you know, screw you. <laughs> you get know. out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> like the guy, instead of like walking backwards, you know, because like he can see the earth parting like a dumbass, he yeah, just stays there yeah. and he falls into the pit. You know, so you're like, you know, it's not her fault that, that he died. Like he's, yeah. he's just, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, <clears throat> it's like, uh, you know, in the Penguins movie at the beginning. <laughs> sorry, sorry to make the whole Penguins like, you know, detour. But like at the beginning, like when you see the penguins, they're like baby penguins. And there's like a documentary crew that's filming the penguins, uh, voiced by Werner Herzog. And it's like, as you see, the penguins can look over the cliff. And as they know, they will, if they fall, they will surely die. And then like the guy says, Gunta, shove them. You know? <laughs> Wait, is this the penguins of Madagascar? The penguins off the cliff or something. <laughs> like that's where we come. Dude, did you watch Penguins the movie like years ago? Like it came Wait, out like a... the Madagascar yeah. penguins. Yeah, or... Oh, like okay. And then they had like a penguin spinoff, and it was just like uh, a movie about the penguins. And they actually had Werner Herzog, other otherwise known as uh, the client from The Mandalorian. And, uh... <laughs> it's, and it's a white like... profession. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it is amazing the craftsmanship of of the metal yeah. with when it is when Beskar, the beauty of Beskar when given to its ancestral users or something. I can't remember what he says, but it's something like that. But like Werner Herzog is like it's probably like the funniest it's probably like the most trippy thing to listen to, like if you're I don't know, for people out there who might be partaking into illegal drugs, which you shouldn't be doing. I mean, they're illegal in certain states, but not in every state. Uh, you know, it's it's like listening to Werner Herzog is like being on a on an acid trip because he talks like so weird. You know, the like you have to Google like Werner Herzog and the jungle. And then you say, like, I do not, I do not fear the jungle. I I hate it. You know, yeah. it is chaos, it is not beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, he, um, he had, did he have a master class? I'm just starting to remember this. Like he has, he yeah, that. he has. He's on master class. He's on master class. Ah, okay, okay. And I'm uh, trying to remember the non-Star you know, Wars thing I saw. He was him the in. first master class, actually. He like he taught the first master class on that platform. I remember because like I rented. I think I bought the course like when it came out because I was really into. Um, I wanted to be a filmmaker, and I was like, dude, I have to watch Vanna Herzog. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he's like, no, I do not use storyboards. I shoot storyboards are for, what, is, what do you say? He says like storyboards are for like, you know, uh, people who aren't good at their job. Like essentially, like that's what he says. You know, it's like, <laughs> are, for, are for amateurs. You know, <laughs> like, you know I, I know what I want to shoot. I don't need to draw it down, you know. <laughs> Oh, he, he was independent his whole life, right? Yeah. That's why. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like he used to because like he's from he's from like Munich or like that like that area of Germany, and uh, he would work for like a year and then save all his money just to make a feature like movie like in the seventies, like that's what he used to do, 
and uh, like he made a bunch of movies like he's done he's done a bunch of like different documentaries and like fictional you know fiction and uh, I think the big one is like the vampire one like Nosferatu uh, yeah. Nosferatu yeah. the vampire and <laughs> Like, you know, but like, I think, that's what I think, I think of every time I hear that. <laughs> no, it's like I think his most famous thing is like Grizzly Man. I think that that's like one of his most famous documentaries. It's about like a guy who uh, it was like a grizzly expert who got killed by a by a grizzly and his wife as well. And his whole like documentary is about these guys and the grizzly bear. And uh, it's like it's pretty powerful stuff. Like he, he's got a bunch of he's he's also got a Netflix deal. Like he has a bunch of documentaries on Netflix. Like oh man, lo and behold, into the inferno. Actually, into the inferno is pretty cool. <laughs> and like he he filmed, he probably filmed in Hawaii because it's all about vo- volcanoes. Like he filmed in Indonesia, Hawaii. Nice. Uh, nice. And it's like yes, the embers of the of the inner core <laughs> of the world. And this is how we go back to Avatar, because in Legend of Korra, one of the <laughs> one of the characters uh, uh, lava bends, like he can bend lava. So, <laughs> so that's how I'm trying to get back. Somehow to brought it back. <laughs> wait, I before we go back to Avatar, you put the, wait before we go back to Avatar. You put the thought in my head because you talked. You said Netflix and documentaries. I gotta I gotta yeah. announce this before before I forget. Uh, Tiger King. Has more episodes coming up, but it is not about Joe Exotic. It's going to be about Siegfried and Roy because they had tar- Tigers. Uh, it, they announced it right after Roy uh, passed away. So I'm kind of like that. That was a weird time to announce it. But that's going to be the <laughs> next part of Just got yeah. all by Tiger, and we're going to release a movie about his life. Yay. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so like, I guess this is. I'm just wondering if they bought their tigers from Joe Exotic. <laughs> like, they probably bought it from, like, I don't know for sure, but that one guy, Doc, whatever his name was, that gave a lot of tigers to movies. I wouldn't be surprised if they got it from him, because apparently he gave away a lot of tigers. <laughs> it was like Doc Mantle, that was his name. Like Joe Exotic's, Joe Exotic's like, I sold some tigers to Siegfried and the other dude. And. <laughs> Like you, <laughs> like they want a white tiger. Damn you, damn you, <laughs> dude! Like get it off, damn it. <laughs> that, that, was, that was my best Joe Exotic. Thank you, everybody. Uh, like, get out of here and shoot you. And then, like, even like he he's always shooting a gun. Like he's happy. Is like okay. Yeah. Every state is like happy. Shoot gun. Angry. Yeah. Shoot gun. <laughs> Afraid, shoot gun. Bitch. Bitch. You know, I'm doing this for the tigers. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it like, you're doing it for yourself, man. And for your own, like, you know, orgy, weird orgy, whatever thing he's organizing there with his, like, you know, tiger helpers. You know? <laughs> well, one of them is from Hawaii. Yay, little Hawaii plug right there. Saf. The one who now has one arm, she yeah, is a I, white person. It's like, uh, and then I'm like, well, you know, I didn't want it to go bad, so I just, hey, let's chop the arm off. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known she was from Hawaii because she was so like nonchalant about it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, 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 got bit like 
you know, probably too complicated to put it back together. So let's just chop it off. It's fine. You know? yep. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. I'm trying to. Oh, wait. Saf uh, identifies as a male. Oh, okay. Because I was, I was trying to figure so, like, that out. You know, I forgot if. You know, he, Saf, Saf yeah. was like, you know, hey, you know, like my, my arm, hey, we could fix it, but it's too expensive or something. So, hey, let's just chop it off, guys. Bring the machetes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the machetes and a warm iron, and we'll just cauterize it. You know, <laughs> like, okay. it's like bring me a lightsaber. Actually, lightsabers are probably the best thing to be like to cut a limb. You know, because it'll just cauterize it immediately. Except yeah. if you're talking about the prequels, but <laughs> no, not the prequels. I mean, like the original movies. Sorry, like a, you know, A New Hope. Like it's the only movie where someone gets their yeah. arm chopped off and just see blood everywhere. Whereas in the modern movies, like it's chopped and then it's like, because of the heat, like it's been cauterized. So you're like, Hey, you're not bleeding anymore. So it's like, it's the best like surgical tool like ever for amputations. Yeah. For, yeah. I wonder when they figured that out. I think in the seventies, George Lucas was just like blood. <laughs> just do yeah. it. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a Zootopia flashback right now. <laughs> it's like blood. Zootopia. blood. Oh yeah. All the ketchup. <laughs> It's like the you know the rabbit who gets like she's like uh blood and scene, you know she should have been an actress you know she she shouldn't have been a a, a police officer you know me, me, she was good me, at yeah. acting acting yeah <laughs> anyway Avatar the Last Airbender great franchise Avatar the Last I hope Airbender do more with it I like, dude I haven't got to I haven't gotten to that episode yet but talking about acting like that my one of my favorite episodes is when they see they see a play that yeah. like you know just recaps everything that happened on you know during season one and two yeah. it's like the dramatized version where Toph is like a big buff dude it's like what's your name oh. <laughs> he just like it's like screams like that's my name and uh, <laughs> and uh yeah i uh, honestly avatar uh animation is you can see the animation getting better, to be honest, like from one season to the other. That's just me. I, I don't know. I feel like it, it gets better. It's kind of like a Clone Wars thing going on there. But, uh, you know, like season seven of Clone Wars was just like amazing. Like the production value was like amazing compared to season one. You know, I think we talked about this last week, but it's like, I think that's the case with most like animated shows is like the first season are just testing it out. So they're not spending, like, the budget is low. They're like, okay, you know, let's do a basic thing and yeah. whatever. But I think <laughs> Dave Filoni worked on Avatar, like, before he worked for George Lucas. Yeah. He was an anime. Because Dave, Dave Filoni, um, I, I would say with, like, the Clone Wars, I could see him working on both because, like, now that I'm watching Clone Wars, I'm seeing that he's the type of guy that'll dig into the politics or try yeah. to invent politics to flesh out a story more and just like with Star Wars, some of the movies and some of the stuff, I don't know about the books, but like it, it's like they, they don't always go deep into things. Maybe the prequels, they went deep into it, but too much, but they don't really go super deep into like, the mythology and why this or that and i didn't notice until going back to clone wars that, that like they basically filled in 
all the blanks of what happened in Star Wars with like what stuff that happens in real life or what people would do in real life if they wanted to like make an empire. Like they dig into like the economics and I guess trying to take over the central bank and what happened psychologically. And Avatar for the Last Airbender for a kid show, it was pretty like philosophical and like it was pretty it was pretty philosophical and pretty like heavy story based for a kid show. So I mean, I could have seen him working on both. I think like Avatar has aged that so well. Like it hasn't like you know even today like it feels still feels fresh for some reason. It's it's just like they touch adult. You know they they talk about what people would talk. You know would uh, you know label as uh, you know grown up topics or mm-hmm. but like for kids so it's like they're always like teaching some lesson or something i mean like season one they're they have a lot of pit stops on their way from the uh i think it's like from the north northern water tribe to the southern water tribe or like the other way around i can't remember exactly so like they go through mm-hmm. over the fire nation parts of the uh earth kingdom and uh, you know, you have like extra stories peppered in there that kind of add context and give life to, you know, the this Avatar universe. And it's really, and it's something that that you see happen in Clone Wars as well. It's you know, like the movies, you just see the heroes, right? So it's like, hey, swashbuckling, you know, hey, let's go into the fray, guys. And uh, but then like, you know this this is true for clone wars as well as rebels and uh, and even like star wars resistance which yeah. uh i don't think had as much traction as clone wars and it's you know they talk about slavery during the empire days you know like and and then like the first order and resistance like they're also kind of like uh putting you know creating slave labor and stuff like that so it's sort of like very grown up uh topics and i think you could say similar you know like avatar has a whole arc about going to a prison like that's pretty cool right yeah (laughs) and and it's like it's not like a prisoner was like oh you know like the sheriff and whatever it's like a you know supermax prison and the crater of a dead volcano and (laughs) like (laughs) it's like serious shit and it's uh you know and i think like and they really take time to flesh out the characters and the characters grow and you see them grow and you grow with them. So it's sort of, you know, it, it's, it's why Dave Filoni should be the head of, of Lucasfilm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like this... he wasn't the runner for Avatar. You know, let, let's yeah. be clear. He wasn't the showrunner on, on Avatar, but, but it's like, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, they're doing a live action version of Avatar, like Netflix is preparing. Mm-hmm live action version i don't know if it's like a 3d you know like hyper uh you know like ghost in the shell remake or something but it's uh yeah did did you see the ghost in the shell animation thing that came out last week um i saw a thumbnail for it (laughs) there's a naked guy i think he's a robot uh, who's oh, naked, hey. who does cartwheels backwards during like what feels like a whole minute. And he's just like escaping from the cops and he's just like does cartwheels while escaping. So that was like a big thing online. 
Uh, <laughs> you have to look at. Oh, so what do I type in? Naked man flipping. Uh, Ghost of the Shell. Ghost of the Shell. Twenty forty five, and then oh, like okay. naked guy. Naked guy. Is it just me, or is it like Ghost in the Shell seems to have a big niche within people in Hollywood, but it's like they're just having trouble like building a huge audience outside for it because like for some reason everybody like like, like they, they really it seems like hollywood's really trying to make ghost in the shell and like akira work or trying to do like another version of it or trying to spin it off but every so often it feels like there's like these franchises that hollywood really tries to make work because it's, it's not like a good or bad franchise but it's like they really try to make work because there's a big niche of people that like it within Hollywood. Yeah. One thing I, 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 I always thought about Avatar The Last Airbender is like, I wonder if being owned by Nickelodeon helps or hurts it. Because if it wasn't owned by Nickelodeon or like a family-friendly company in general or something, I wonder if it could have expanded upon its own mythology and had different types of media like like the way the witcher does how there's books and there's games and there's a training card game and now there's a netflix show and they all have different art styles and this and that so it's like i wonder if avatar always seemed like something that could have done that but i wonder if it helps or hurts to be under nickelodeon yeah i don't know it's um i think uh with legend of korra mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. example which uh, I enjoyed a lot. the The ending is a bit um, uh, was I think confusing for a lot of people because they didn't foreshadow that relationship happening. So you right. know, like I, I don't know if you're talking if I if you know what I'm talking about, but it's uh, at the end of Legend of Korra. Korra turns out to be uh, either a lesbian or a bisexual, and she yeah. ends up with. Um, the I think her name was Asami, and she mm -hmm. was the, the ex of her ex. Yeah. So it's like they were both these two young women were competing for this guy's attention for like two or three seasons. Yeah. You know, he was with one girl, and then he was with the other, and then he wasn't with the, you know anyone, and then they and then the girls like fell in love with each other, but like yeah. they didn't shadow that at all. So I think like. Uh, in terms of storytelling, that's the one thing that I really um, feel like criticizing about, like the showrunners of uh, Avatar, like in general, because like yeah. Avatar: The Last Airbender was pretty airtight. Like they had the whole three seasons planned. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they have some weird episodes once in a while, but you know, in the whole scheme of things, it kind of makes sense. And uh, you know, then in Legend of Korra it seems like very repetitive. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like bad guy. Who's the bad guy this season? He wants to change society. Okay. Changing society is bad. And then, uh, and then like she battles the guy or a girl or whatever. And uh, yeah. then things, and then actually the guy was right all along, you know, <laughs> but he's in jail. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's sort of like that happens like two three times and then my season four uh, i can't remember what the um, who the bad who the villain was for 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 that uh episode but i think the whole relationship thing they could have 
Um, yeah, because it, it didn't, it didn't, they didn't build up to that. It sort of happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, th- that's the one like story aspect that I think Avatar kind of missed out, you know, missed something on, like in terms of how they did it. And it seems like a last minute thing. It was like, hey, let's have something more inclusive. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know, we, you know, we're trying to make this inclusive. How can we make it more inclusive? Oh, yeah, awesome. You know, and then like, yeah. hey, but like, build up, guys. <laughs> build it up, guys. Yeah. Like, it I, seems like the next generation season you know talking about it like building up to that it's just like last 10 minutes here it is sorry go ahead yeah i'm right no, i think like um with gen z i think with gen z um there's a lot of cartoons that they're growing up with that are more like naturally like like naturally inclusive and naturally have like like a good authentic storyline to tie everything together not just the inclusivity but like just just to tie in whatever world the cartoon takes in like i keep seeing stuff about steven universe or (laughs) and i guess adventure time uh they're coming back on uh hbo max so it's like the next generation is they're 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 gonna they're, they're they're gonna have their cartoons that yeah. They're gonna have all this lore about and this and that, and it, it's like, yeah, with our generation, I think uh, we're trying to. It's like we sometimes I wonder if it's like old Star Wars fans is when you it, it's it's what happens when you get to a certain age when you look at the franchises you grew up with and really try to figure out for yourself what makes it authentic or inauthentic when. You know, there's an entire new franchise coming up where, you know, they don't have those restrictions, probably because they don't have nostalgia yet. There's no way that has this this, like real nostalgia for those project projects yet. And nostalgia can be like a good and a bad thing. I think for Avatar The Last Airbender, when the live action show comes out, it's going to work in its favor because the people that grew up with it, it, it's built to have a mythology built up on it. But there's a bunch of cartoons right now that are just there are no rules for it, and <laughs> we're, we're gonna see, we're we're gonna see what uh what things the next generation of kids. Yeah, well, I think like it's like, it's like a pendulum, right? right? Yeah, sorry, you cut off. Uh, I I it, oh, it was no, cutting I was yeah no it's it's i think like the pendulum the pendulum swings right so you're gonna have like a series of of uh cartoons that are well crafted that have a story or you know it's like that are iconic uh because Mm -hmm. of the story but not necessarily because of the you know wtf-ness of of the cartoon like in the 90s there were some cartoons that were like really like you know what what the hey you know yeah <laughs> and, like, uh, the, like just, ren and stimpy yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that that's what i was i was thinking about yeah just like, like when I was, was, you know yeah <laughs> five worlds <laughs> yeah, no because like i i didn't really start watching watching nickelodeon until after ren and stimpy was the thing like i was i think five when spongebob came out yeah. So I I had no real footing in what Nickelodeon was before that. Like, I may have had an idea, but I didn't really know. And then when I grew up and actually saw episodes of Ren and Stimpy, I was like, 
if I grew up with this, what the <laughs> like, like no, I don't know, would I've gone to college? Would I've just been like a, <laughs> like a cracked out dumbass? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think like there were there was like a series of really messed up uh, cartoons that like I don't think they they would like allow kids to to see today. I mean, like yeah. courage, you know the 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 cowardly dog. Like that was a, a cartoon that I really loved as a kid, but it was like nightmare worthy, you know, like yeah. television for kids. And uh, you know, I think like if you had something like that, like today, they like you'd have a bunch of letters from angry helicopter parents who'd be like, "Stop showing this to my kids," you know, <laughs> like you know, this dog is cute and all, but like all the villains are just like messed up. <laughs> it was like a fox it was like a serial killer and, <laughs> and it's like you know and they're like whoa but like that was very dark and like uh uh the the other yeah. one that that and then they'll ban it all from tv and then yeah. yeah it'll all get banned from tv but then the kids will just go straight to youtube straight to like, youtube half the yeah. time when half the time when i see kids in front of phones i'm like wondering kind of what's on there <laughs> Well, Dude, I'm not like the day I have kids, I'm not gonna let them touch like an iPhone until they're at least I don't know, nine. Okay, nine. I'll say nine. Like that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah. they have to live a decade without a smartphone. Like at least you know, a decade, yeah. ten years. <laughs> I know. Well, no, only have a chip. First, first. You know, yeah. I'm just going to put a chip in the next and they can talk to YouTube uh, in their brain, but like they can't have a smartphone, you know, because yeah. <laughs> that's going to happen. That's going to happen. I'm sure one day, like our grandchildren or something, just going to have a chip somewhere. But yeah, so I found the naked guy doing cartwheels uh, on Twitter. If anyone follows Eyepatch Wolf, uh, this person put up the clip of the guy doing cartwheels upstairs you know going up some stairs like just cartwheeling backwards while being totally naked so it's it's uh, i i highly recommend it it's the most wtf moment of the week i think uh, <laughs> in netflix tv shows <laughs> it's just like amazing but uh yeah so i think just to end on like avatar um you know if if anyone listening hasn't seen Avatar, like you really should. And if you have kids, like you should show them this because it's like really character building. It teaches you like just like friendship being growing up because like Avatar uh, Aang in the first season, he is immature as hell. And, you know, he's like he hides letters from his friends, like because he wants them all to himself, you know, and, uh, you know, like it's just like. You know, as a kid's show should be, like, it teaches you a lesson, like, every time. But there's some really good storytelling, like, uh, peppered in there. You know, I, I, I guess it's more like great storytelling with, you know, life-altering lessons. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Like, that, that's my, that's my uh, Rotten Tomatoes, you know, uh, review for Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> and... <laughs> I don't know, Mike. Do you have any anything to to say about Avatar before we we uh, we let people live their lives? Um, millennial parents, introduce your kids. I guess 
I don't know. Uh, we grew up with a lot of franchises, so I'm kind of curious to see what the big ones are going to be with like the next generation of kids. Like, what's going to get passed down the most? Like, mm-hmm. Is it going to be Harry Potter? Is it going to be Star Wars? Is it going to be Avatar? Is that going to be the weird niche thing that you know Gen Z makes bigger than it was when we were kids? And bring back Dante Basco. And he's probably <laughs> he's probably too old to be Zuko, but uh, have him as something, because I don't know. Just bring him back. Like, I don't know. Just do a Zuko <laughs> show, you know, just like Zuko, yeah. Zuko the Fire Lord, <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> just like him. Well, because like, I mean, in, in I mean, Star Wars four, is doing that anyway, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, thing is, like, a show out of every niche character possible. Yeah. So might as well. yeah. Because, because we've seen like teenage Zuko in the first Avatar TV show, then we've then there's like you know elder you know retired Zuko and Korra, and we need like middle aged like thirties you know like in his prime Zuko you know we we got to see that. And <laughs> I yeah, think they're do that. <laughs> yeah, dude, live action. <laughs> let's I'm do it. <laughs> let's okay. Let's write a pilot and send it to to Netflix. <laughs> <Dude. laughs> got nothing else a job anyway so come on <laughs> think of something okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah right. hey let's uh hey if people okay listeners if you want us to write a pilot for zuko the the first nice fire lord uh, <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Thomas the Tank Engine. I don't know why. Zuko, the yeah. first Night Fire Lord. Oh, first, the first fire. You know the, you know the the formidable Fire Lord. Oh. Uh, you know, hey, like us, follow us, and uh, guys. Michael has to leave. We have to leave. And I was just. Uh, yeah, I was just saying that, uh, that uh, you know, we have to leave now. And uh, it's been a pleasure, as always. Let's, uh, you know, stay tuned for next week. Follow us on at what we binge on Instagram. And, uh, hey, let us know if you'd like us to write a pilot for, for Nickelodeon. And uh, <laughs> thumbs up. Okay, thumbs, bye, guys. This is Raph and Mike. Peace. Bye from Raph. <laughs>